Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the eyes of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink, drink. So, uh, how's your week going? Mm. It's weird. We, so, a little lampshading or... You're ruining the magic, Adam. I'm ruining the magic. <laughs> we recorded the previous episode last night. Yeah, but um, we're kind of in and out, so like yeah. we record as we can. Usually we record on Sunday nights. Yeah, but... usually it's Sunday nights, and during the school year it's a little easier, but we are traveling and doing crazy things, and we have some events coming up that may keep us from recording, so... Also, uh, our kids have watched a lot of movies, and so we have lots to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about, so, so we're going to do that. how was your week? Um, so since my week was exactly 24 hours since our last recording. I mean, there are things fine. that happened that you did not share. Uh, it was fine. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was pretty sherry in my last one. Yes. Were you holding back? Uh, probably. Okay. Let's see. Um, I had a swap with some friends. Oh yeah. Which just means that you go through your closets and pull out everything that doesn't spark joy. Yeah. Marie Kondo that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you see if your friends, if it sparks joy amongst your friends before you shove it off to Goodwill. Where that hopefully sparks joy for like $2 off the shelf. Yes. Yes. For someone else. But I got some wine glasses. Which you heard earlier at yes, the top of the episode. Which you heard earlier at the top of the episode. It was a set of three, formerly a set of four. <laughs> but but I was like, oh yes, I love wine glasses where like one is broken because those are gonna those are gonna stay around. You know, yeah. like Yeah, you'll never get rid of the last three wine glasses. Right. So Which is why she was getting rid of them. Right. So I was like, I will I will take you up on those uh three cute. Three wine glasses and um They're tall and stemmy. Yeah, so then and... I was drinking out of like a fancy stemmed wine glass and my youngest is like, Why don't I get a fancy drink? And I was like, I will put Gatorade in a wine glass for you. I don't care. <laughs> it's an adorable photo of them. So they're like drinking Gatorade out of a wine glass and like blowing bubbles in it. I have to be like, Don't blow bubbles in your Gatorade, even though it's in a fancy wine glass. It doesn't make you fancy. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a normal thing parents tell their kids. I have to tell my kids so many things that mm -hmm. I feel are not normal. Yeah. Um, All the see. sentences that fire out of my mouth that I'm just like, yeah, is that like, directed at a human? not have to tell you, like, hey, don't put jam on the cat. We don't have a cat. We don't have a cat. <laughs> but, like. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that you have to be like, uh, I, I see you. I had to tell one of our kids not to spread um, ketchup on their hot dog with their finger today. Oh, the oldest. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh he had a blob of ketchup because we're, you know, we're getting to the point where he can do his own condiments and like mm -hmm. leave me alone. But he like just got a blob on one end. He's like, like smearing it. And, like, like, I'm like, buddy, no. That's so gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> to and he like licks it off. And I'm like, oh, oh. God. I'm oh. kind of grossed out by ketchup in general, though. So like, that's also. I think that's one of the moments I knew I was getting old when ketchup lost its luster. <laughs> when you're like, ketchup is gross, guys. It's like the last remnants so of your childhood gross. breaking. But like, ketchup is disgusting. Like, it mustard is, is simply the superior condiment. <laughs> We're going to get lots of people adding us, all the ketchup stands. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah. We're Come at me, Heinz Co. <laughs> I got you. We're going to lose all of our like sweet, sweet ketchup sponsorship money. <laughs> yes. Not really. No, we don't have that problem. Um, yeah. Uh, no. I we... also got a Choose Your Own Adventure book circa like 1988. 1988. I, know, I saw it. It's, um, it's right here. Hold on. Because um, there's a pile of crap literally right behind <laughs> me from this thing. It's called Planet of the Dragons by Richard Brightfield. Oh, Choose Your Own Adventure books were the best. But I couldn't ever actually do what I would do. Because you know the part where it's like, do you follow your dog that you just found out is an alien? Or do you go home? I'm like, fuck no, I go home. <laughs> like, yep. I wanted to live so much oh, more I, than I wanted to have an I, adventure. <laughs> and I just flipped to a random page and I got uh, the end. And the last sentence is, your bones are soon added to those on the beach. The end. So that's my luck in those. I always end up dying. I did no, I had to have like multiple bookmarks of where I'd always mark the bookmark before. Mm-hmm. So if you get to the one where it's like, nope, you're dead. And you're like, oh, go so back. Somebody did a, um, like a graphical analysis of choose your own adventure books. Oh, like a flow chart. Like a flow chart yes. of all the pages and tracked what page numbers resulted in which endings and you know, mm-hmm. was it a good ending, a bad ending, or a me- you know, a, a middle middle ending. And it was like all online. I, I could look it up and find it again. But they um they found They're weird all things. bad endings. No, they found some really weird things. Like there's a couple books, you know, obviously where endings kind of you know, the same end page is used for, like, multiple routes. Because mm-hmm. that can happen if you write it right. Right. Which is pretty cool. Um, but they found one book where there was a completely orphaned ending. Where it was, like, three pages. Like, you know, go to this page. You read that page. Go to this page. And you read this page. And it's actually a really good ending. Mm-hmm. But there's only, but like, there was, one way to get to it. No, there was no way to get to that third to last page. Like, none of the pages in the book told you to go to that page. Dun, dun, dun. So, they're like, apparently, you know. This was like a poorly executed uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book. Yeah. And so. Left the author hanging. Yeah. Like, there may have been, like, some sort of decision tree earlier in the process that resulted in this. And they had this really good ending. And they were trying to work backwards. And they just forgot it or something. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's like this vestige. Or it's like a misprint where it ended up in the wrong, like. Maybe it still worked within like Parts. the theme of the book, but like I don't know. So that's it was really fascinating. Like a, a lo- way too much com- computational analysis put into this process. And to choose your own adventure books. But I'm wondering when those are going to make a comeback because I think they already are. I saw like a choose your own adventure game. Yeah, there's a board game at, in but, Target, and there's like several types. Yeah, well, that's like pushing the nostalgia button. That's not right. for Malachi. That's for that's us. for us. Yeah, that's that's not for our kids. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, choose your own adventures. If you're around, you should make a comeback because you were yeah. great. Goosebumps well, books came back. Yeah. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark is getting its own movie. Oh, man. Oh, that's going to mess up kids Are You for Afraid another... of the Dark? You remember those with those yes. super creepy drawings? Some of them were creepy and some of them were, like, dumb. Mm. Sure, but that's horror in general. Like, mm-hmm. horror is always, like, somewhere between creepy and dumb. Like, you yeah. have to be, like... Why are you running upstairs? Stop upstairs can't upstairs. help you. We just had this conversation with our kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Because um, somebody was chasing somebody else and they ran into the mudroom and we're like, that's a no outlet place. Why would you run there? Like, <laughs> you might as well go up into the attic. It's a terrible choice. Yeah. Get get clear. Like, 
have multiple exits, clear right. line of sight. Right. Like, that's what you want in an escape route. Like, don't, yeah, don't. Like, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, life skills. Life skills, people. <laughs> if my kids are ever caught in a horror film, I want them to be. For the love of God, do not run upstairs. <laughs> no, no, run out the front door. Go to the neighbor's house, anywhere there's other people, get help, mm-hmm. call in your cell phone, start streaming it on Twitch, like whatever you can do. Right, right. Like, just just do it. Just don't <laughs> don't isolate yourself and don't trap yourself in a corner if you don't have to. Right. And if you do, bring weapons. Unless as, it's as supernatural. As best you can. Like, mind flayers aren't going to do anything. If you I have mean, shotgun, you know, but, you right, know, but. It's worth a shot. But anyway. So, so you got some fun stuff in the swap. I did get some fun stuff in the swap. I also bought a dress online mm-hmm. for a wedding that I'm going to, and I'm so, so pleased with it. I am very used to being disappointed <laughs> with uh, online clothing shopping, but this is like super cute, and I'm very, mm-hmm. very excited about it. And um, I went to yoga today for the first time Yay. in like a month, maybe mm-hmm. longer. Uh, it was so long that, like, my um, punch card had expired. <laughs> oh, no. And they were like, well, if you, like, buy a new punch card today, like, we'll add those to your, like, pass. Because that's their policy of, like, if you have expired punches, you mm-hmm. have to, like, rebuy. Re-up. Right. And they'll add it to it. Yeah. So. And I'm like, yeah, can we do that? Because <laughs> I haven't been to yoga in, like, three months. But, like, or. But it was good. Well, the good news is we're about to, like, turn the corner into, like, the school year where the schedules kind of gel a yeah. little better. Yeah, we're starting some school year stuff. Yeah, so. and we get more disciplined on our schedules and everything kind of help, helps build back into that. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Got to buy school supplies. Uh, That's a whole thing. Should have done it this afternoon. but instead You should have, but instead we took a nap because napping's the best, you napping's guys. Napping's the best. It's on my list. It's so good. Oh, my kids asked me what my favorite things in the world are, and I gave them a list that I think is actually accurate. So number one is really good hugs. Mm-hmm. Those are fantastic. If you've never had a really good hug, I'm sorry. But yeah, you like, should You should have one. It's, it's great. They're fantastic. A, a good, loving hug is fantastic. Um, and then number two. Two was anything that makes me laugh. That's true. Um, I'm I'm here for anything that gets me a good belly laugh or anything. It's fantastic. And then the final third thing was tacos. I mean, I feel like I cannot argue with any of those choices. Like, I feel like I see that hand. It's I, I think that's a solid. Honestly, list. same. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. So that was good. So um so this this podcast often ranks in number two mm-hmm. things that make me laugh so it's good yeah we don't know if it's making you laugh but you were you're telling me that you got busted the other day because somebody saw you laughing out loud at our truly, podcast truly i was listening to our podcast and i was laughing and someone was like what are you listening to and i was like oh it's a podcast and they're like what podcast are you listening to and i was like it's my podcast and there's no way that you can say that without being a complete douchebag no no not at all but at the same time, there's like one point above. I'm listening to NPR <laughs> in my Prius with right. my iPhone, right? And my soy venti double shot mm-hmm. soy mocha with extra whip, like I get. Right, right. You do get a soy mocha with extra whip because you don't 
like the dairy, but you still like the whipped cream. Yeah, because the whipped cream is dairy, but it's it's low enough that I can handle it. Right. The lactose doesn't... It doesn't kill me. Yeah, but if you have like a whole cup of mocha milky yeah. goodness, you're going to be sick. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah. <sighs> but anyway, but yeah, so if that... If that coworker is now listening to this podcast, welcome. Welcome, Giselle. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that could be a thing. But anyway, so what else is going on? You, let's see, are getting ready to go to Gen Con? Yeah, I'll be at Gen Con this week in booth. No, I'm not going to the booth. I'm just a attender. Right, I'm yeah, not. because we don't have, we're not people who exhibit. No. <laughs> Well, like, there's, like, a podcaster's row. Is that really? Oh, yeah. But we're not a game-centric podcast, so no. I don't think we would no, I'd have to, like, fit well in there. Well, and, like, you know, truth be told, I've looked into, like, how would I stream, like, a weekly game night? And I think it would be adorable oh, if, like, we could somehow figure out how to stream, like, our kids as a D&D game. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. It would be kind of fun. Or if we could, like, have some friends that wanted to do that and get some kid releases signed by parents and stuff and... Like, get that on Twitch or something. Maybe that can be our next... Uh, Media Endeavor. Podcast. Uh, you know, go from yeah, designated parent to, like, designated DM. Yeah. Like, that'd be interesting. Sure. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Because <laughs> the nice thing about this is, like, we literally just watch a movie, pour a bottle of wine, and bullshit for, like, an hour. And, like, <laughs> that's fantastic. Right. Or more. Or more. Um, but like actually like running a D&D campaign is it's so much work. It's it so is. much work. Is, Nerds, you guys. you guys are doing so much. So much work for so little so money. So little compensation. <laughs> well, it's fun. <laughs> no, it's I fun. understand it's fun, but it's a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. Like, oop, there's more wine. Oh yeah. Would you like a little more uh, Top me off. Yeah. This is like my first-ish glass of wine so i do not know how many glasses of wine I well have had, that was the last of the bottle but that was the last of the bottle so, so uh we had established that i was the designated parent today so that's right cool. so i'm drinking for all of us for you I'm, our listeners she I'm, is putting herself on the line <laughs> doing the best work putting her liver out there taking one for the team yes thank you lisa we love you oh you're so welcome guys anytime that's such a sacrifice but um, anyway, yeah, I'll be going to Gen Con this week uh, and playing games, which I think you think is kind of like torture. I like a game. Mm-hmm. I abhor the time it takes to explain a game. Uh, yeah, there's that. Like the time it takes to explain a game is literally the worst hours of my life. And unfortunately, the games I pick take hours to explain. They're like it's so not like long. Yeah, like, Connect Four. Have... You can expl- put the rules for Connect Four fit on a three by five card. Right. I don't have forty five minutes to I watch have... like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Let alone two hours to explain a game that I have not played and cannot play until I go to like a two hour tirade or watch a video online. I have a within reach. I have three volumes that explain how to play Dungeons and Dragons. There's they're, the Dungeons they're Guide. They're like textbooks. Yeah, they're like textbooks. There's the uh, where there's the player's handbook. There's the Dungeon gu- Master's Guide and the Monster uh, Manual. This is how- all too much for me. And those are three books that honestly only start because now you need to actually write an adventure and get 
You have to like, yeah, you're like, doing all this writing. Yeah, or Whew. you have to buy another book that tells you the story. So I have a couple of those hidden downstairs um, that I can pull out eventually and be like, all right, so we're let's do a we're story. fighting the ice dragons of or the dragons of Ice Spire Peak. I think is one of the adventures I have downstairs. Ooh, sounds exciting. So. That's I mean, I do one. like some ice dragons in general. Yeah, or the uh, dungeons of Pav. I can't remember the word. It's Pavlinder, Pavlider, or something like that. Anyway, Pavlovian dogs. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> Don't at me, it's nerds. Bunch, it's a bunch of drooling dogs. But we need follow to follow the drool. Yep, follow the drool, and you'll get to the treasure. Um, but like, I have these, and so it's they're the starter adventures mm-hmm. within the uh, the D and D world that like. If you play D&D, you've probably been through these adventures because it teaches you. Yeah, it's like beginning game mechanics. You, that's where you killed your first rat and like you go from mm-hmm. there. So I have those downstairs for when my kids are ready enough. But yeah, but like we'll go, we'll play super nerdy games, super complicated nerdy games. Like I was telling you about like the 45 minutes I took to set up one of my new games and you were just like. What I game is that? Uh, Arkham Horror. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Arkham Horror. Where we talked about it. And I, I do need to correct myself. Arkham is not a... Um, Arkham is not an asylum in England. Mm-hmm. Bedlam is the asylum in Which England. Which I knew about. Right, which is legit. And um, it's in... Um, the Arkham Horror universe is actually in New England. And it is in, like, the 30s. So, like, late 20s, early 30s. So, like, so right on the cusp that. of everything. But anyway... It's fine. And Arkham uh, Arkham in the Batman comics is actually named after Arkham of the Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that they have a shared root. It's that Arkham Asylum in Gotham City is, is named, named after. after. Which potentially means that Gotham is somewhere on the East Coast. Not I mean, Chicago. It's, it's fake New York. No, I always thought it was Chicago. Maybe it's Philadelphia. It's Maybe. not Chicago. Well, I always figured... Is there a lake? Yeah. That's like half the city. Mm, I mean, there's bridges and stuff. There's no bridges. Well, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like there's jaw bridges and stuff like. Mm-hmm. Um, so Christopher Nolan filmed a lot of his Batman saga in Chicago. Well, I mean, but now you just like film it all in Toronto. And... No, like legit. He filmed it like Wacker Drive was like a huge set piece in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody like, loves Wacker. Wacker Drive. It's so iconic and fun to say yes and fun Whacker. to say whacker anyway so um we had a guy at work we called the whacker i believe whacker was the one who set up the idea for a wagon wheel um which is why like all of lincoln park is like at an angle and you're like why why aren't these roads go crazy because <laughs> he was like how about a wagon wheel you're like, no, that's not. I mean, go like New or Washington, D.C. is set up in those like spokes and grids, mm-hmm. and it sucks. I mean, yeah, because it's hard because you're like, it's one block away. You're like, oh, one block away here is like a two minute walk, and one block away here is like an hour walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is not, so, it's anyway. not scalable, but yeah. So, but anyway, so I'll be at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. That's a short answer. Trying not to spend all our money on board games. I mean, we don't have that much money or that much space. So you're limited on two fronts. Am it's I, though? A, it's a two-front war. Am I? 
I can come up with creative solutions to both those problems. Oh man, but um, but yeah, yes, it'll be that's fun. Co- that's coming up. So yeah, yeah I don't it. know what else to say. So we'll be we'll be in and out. We got a wedding to go to, and then we got school starting, and so it'll just be kind of a sprint. Yep, yep. And school then, starting, and then it'll be. Don't be out. Yeah, all the school stuff. And it'll just be kind of like on autopilot for a while. So we got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so. So today we watched a movie. We did watch a movie, <laughs> which is ostensibly what this whole what podcast, this podcast is, about. is about. You guys don't want to hear about our lives. <laughs> or maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe that's what gives them joy. Maybe, maybe. But uh, we watched a movie today. And I have to say, it's a movie that I don't dislike. I don't dislike. It is not a movie that I ever go to if it's like, hey, you have two hours to do whatever you want. I'm like, no, it's not a movie I suggest our kids watch unless I need new content for the podcast because we haven't done it yet. <laughs> In general, I don't suggest they watch a movie like, you know, I'm just like, hey, if you want to watch a movie, you can watch a movie. But I don't tell them what to watch. Our eldest has kind of figured out. He's like, Dad, have you done? And he'll ask me, and I'm like, no, we haven't. And he's like, cool. There's way more movies we haven't done than we have done. And so he finds some joy in helping us out there. And so he actually asked me if we'd done this when I said, no, we hadn't. Um, And so he picked it because it was his choice. So he's feeding his content Mm -hmm. Good job. Uh, And so we watched Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Yay. Pixar masterpiece-ish. So this happened after Toy Story 1. Mm-hmm. But before Toy Story 2, I think. Yeah, I think it's the third after Bug's Life. Oh, Bug's Life. I always forget about that one. Because it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's just completely forgettable. And that makes it terrible? No, I mean, terrible, like, sticks with you. Like, if you eat something terrible, you're, like, handing it to other people, like, (laughs) taste this. This is amazingly bad. This tastes exactly like grass. And you're like, oh, my God, it does taste like grass. And, like, you go around (laughs) telling people how much like grass it tastes. But like right. if you eat something that you're just like, I forgot that I went to this restaurant. Yeah, it just like instantly dissolved on my palate. Yeah, like then it's and that's Bugs Life. I feel it's like it's just fine, fine, forgettable. Move on. It's very but, forgettable, I would say. Yeah, but then there's, uh, and then there was Monsters Inc. And Monsters Inc. is not bad. Again, not a triumph yeah. of movie making and storytelling. No. I w- definitely not. No. Definitely not a triumph of movie making. But it's adequate. So. It does set up a fantastic universe. The premise for Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. One, there are monsters. They're in a, an entire other, like, parallel universe. Yeah. Very like, much. the monster world and the human world coexist side by side. But there are portals mm-hmm. between the worlds. Right. And the portals exist in everyone's closet. Yeah, everyone's closet door is potentially a monster portal. Okay, so. Yeah. How it works, I guess, Mm -hmm. is that the monsters build a portal, like one side of the portal. I guess. That goes to the doors. Like, they have to build the doors. Maybe? Yeah. Otherwise, how do the doors... How do they get the doors? So, like, that's the that's one of the interesting points Mm -hmm. is that where do these doors come from? How do they connect door A to door B, like through monster magic? 
and mm-hmm. it's not really explained. It's literally never addressed. It's not addressed, and it's just one of those things that I think is left up to magic. Right, it's magic. So, so it follows the story of Sully, who, Sully. Is a, who is a big furry monster. Voiced by John Goodman. Voiced by John Goodman. And this movie plays a large angry monster. Who's a large angry monster. And uh, Mike Wazowski, voiced by Billy Crystal. Oh, Billy. So I love to say, I've seen a not a lot, but a decent amount of movies that Billy Crystal's he's in. He's not made a lot. He, every movie he's in, the parts that he's in are great. Fantastic. Like, he does a good job. <laughs> he brings his A-game to literally everything he shows up in. No, truly. Like, The Princess Bride, he is killing it. Oh, Miracle Max is my... Oh, he steals every scene he's in. Like, Princess Bride is such a tight movie. It's so great. I can't wait to watch it with our kids. It's be a while, I but mean, like... I watched it. it almost there. I I watched it younger than my children. Did I also call my my uh, brother a son of a bitch? I did. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> so there's a little. There's a few things to unpack there, but we'll get there. And um, but like we're we're almost there. I feel mm-hmm. maybe with the eldest, but like it's a fantastic movie and it's going along. Also, Billy Crystal shows up and just. Destroys the movie for like it's true twenty minutes. Like it becomes a Billy Crystal film while Miracle Max is. And who's his wife in that? Is that Kilda Radner? Uh, no, no, no. It's the girl from Taxi. Rhea Perlman? No, no. The girl from Taxi, the one who married. Uh, I don't remember. But like, it's the girl from Taxi, the one. Uh, whose character married the one guy. I don't remember anything. Andy is his real name. Okay. The, and she's awesome person, I think, who is currently on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as her, like, landlady. I haven't seen Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Right. And is it the person who, is it all those people? Pulling up Carol Kane right now. <laughs> On IMDb. Unbreakable Kimmy I've... Schmidt, Princess Bride, Scrooge. Oh, she was the fairy. Yes. And. Anyway, she's yeah. great too. And Taxi. She is not in this movie though. She's not. <laughs> and it is Monsters, Inc.'s loss. Yeah, it is. Indeed. She should have been. How do I get to Gilda Radner? Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. Funny ladies in the seventies. Yeah, there are only so many to choose from. They just <laughs> there were like them. four, but there were lots and lots of funny ladies, but only like four who got press. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, this movie is great. It um, it sets up a really tight universe of these monsters who are basically harvesting sc- children's screams yes. as a power source. So there's like a they figured out how to use children's screams as like clean energy source that only works in the monster world doesn't work in the human world right and so every night these monsters go into the human world through these magical portals which are hooked Mm -hmm. up to screen collectors right scare the shit out of kids right and 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 suck up their screams and then use that and use that to power their cars okay which is so, all established in like a commercial in the opening credits. Right. Like I do I do appreciate how quickly they like bring you along. Yeah. Of like that part of the storytelling is fine. 
Yeah, that that like they have like an exposition dump at the beginning. Okay, so I have some questions. Okay. So this factory uh-huh. is not open twenty four seven. It is. It is not. They are not collecting screams twenty four seven. There are multiple floors. There, are, there's only one scare floor. No, there's multiple scare floors. There's multiple scare floors that are going all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Why do we ever meet those monsters? Because it would have been superfluous to the. Um, plot. And when when is this established? Um, they uh, they basically have a sign in the background that's like scare floors one through seven, like eight through sixteen or fifteen or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of in the background, and like they're on like scare floor three, yeah. so like it's not really directly addressed, but like it is, you know, it's so the people in different time zones mm-hmm. are running at different times. Right. Like they're on the third shift. Right. So you're, well, and also who knows if the monster universe works on a 24 hour clock that's in sync with ours. I don't know. They have sunrise and they have evening. Mm-hmm. But like, we don't know if it's like, it could be like Mars where it like drifts off of our schedule by like an hour a day. I don't know. It's a whole like portal universe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? But. Um, but yeah, there are multiple floors. Okay, so, so there are multiple floors, and the building's open 24 hours a day. Assuming, yeah. Even though there's definitely parts in the movie where nobody's in the building. Well, I imagine... <laughs> I imagine it's like going to any, like, 24-7 manufacturing plant where, like... Where, like, they're, like, skeleton third shift. Yeah. And then, like, first shift comes in and be like... Like, Third shift didn't do shit, and they're, like, on everybody's shit list all the time. Yeah, well, like, the time zone that goes from, like, Anchorage, Alaska to, like, just east of, um, like, Korea. Where it's, like, mostly ocean. Mostly ocean. But a little bit yeah, of people. There's, like, Hawaii. Like, Hawaii's time zone. You're not gonna need a full shift of people to handle Hawaii. Yeah. But, like... When it's Eastern Seaboard or like Beijing or, you know, mm-hmm. India. I think they're all in one time zone. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really familiar. China's all in one time zone. That's weird. But I mean, technically. Technically, but they do go really, to bed a it's lot. It's really later. hard. Yeah. Um, I would assume you go to bed at weird hours over on the west side um, in the Gobi Desert where there's nobody. So who cares? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Um, but like, you know, all of that, you know, you would have a lot more hands on deck for that kind of stuff. Okay. So, so even though they don't really address it, they're open 24 seven and they run multiple shifts. Yes. Okay. And yeah. So they're working on the floor. It's Sully is like the, he's the scarer. He's the scarer. And Mike is his technical, like paperwork. monkey. Yeah. And also his scream sucker rubber. Yeah. He's the tech guy on the, on the floor that supports, the scaring activities mm-hmm. and Sully is really good at his job and Mike is really good at his job. Right. And so they're, they're like, a team. They're a really good team. They're like ranked number one in scaring and recovering scare and scream, scream energy production. Stuff. Uh, and then there's Randall who is Steve Bushimi. Who truly always plays a creepy asshole. Is he never a regular person? I don't believe he's a regular person. I believe he's a creepy asshole all the time. You know, he was, uh, he used to be a firefighter in New York City. Was he a creepy asshole firefighter? No, he was actually a pretty decent guy. He was just, uh, you know, <laughs> just, 
Steve Buscemi the firefighter. But on 9-11, he volunteered and actually worked um, like a truck. Worked a couple shifts. Worked a couple shifts at, like he came out of retirement to help out. Oh, good for him. Um, and was intended not to really do anything about it. But then like photos of him leaked because like right, right, guys right. he was helping were like, yeah, Steve Buscemi like, was Steve here. Steve Buscemi was on my truck. It was craziness. Yeah. Like you look over and you're like, it's that dude from Reservoir Dogs. What the hell? Yeah. And but so, like truly he like, is at his best when he can be like a smarmy yeah, like, he, he just has a face that makes you not trust him. Mm-hmm. And, like, just a mannerism, and he just looks skeezy. But he's like, just skeezy! But, like, by all intents and, like, description, sure he's, he's actually... he's a lovely person. He's a fun guy. But... But he knows his lane, he stays in his lane, it's fantastic. Right, right. And you never are like, you know what? A romantic comedy starring Steve Buscemi. No. <laughs> like, well, like John, no one is gonna buy that movie. John Goodman in, is the same way. Like, he's never gonna be a romantic lead in a film. Like, he's... Right. Right, He's like, the big oh, angry I'm guy. the big angry man. Yeah. That's what I do. With a heart of gold. With like a heart of gold. Or not. Um, <laughs> so, Steve Buscemi is Randall, who is this, um, like, six-legged weirdo guy? I mean, okay, so all the monsters, some of them are based on, like, lizards. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely weird... Randall is, like, a lizard one, mm-hmm. where he, um... Is like purple and shiny. He has scales all over him. But he, he can go invisible. He can go invisible. That's like his thing. His like secret power. Mm-hmm. Is that he's very sneaky and Mike Wazowski is basically a basketball with an eye. With one eye. Yeah. So that's weird. And Sully is like a big furry cat monster. Purple and and blue. blue. Yeah. Mostly blue with little purple spots. Mostly blue with little purple stripes spots. stripes on his tail. But like they all have, they're all different monsters of like they have various amount of eyes and various amount of teeth and And also to, arms and to Pixar's credit, they're all very varied and very like consistent. Like somehow they all like nobody is jarringly like, what is this thing in the middle of this universe? Like mm-hmm. that makes no sense. But they all work. And for the most part, they're all the same scale. There is, like, one time when they're walking to work, and they're like, see, Ed's walking to work, and like, big deal, Ed can take, like, two steps, and he's there, because you just see Ed's legs, because he's, like, a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex or something. Yeah, he's, like, ginormous. <laughs> he's but he, so like, big. But then he squawks like a chicken. Yeah. And there are, like, the super mini ones that, like, fly out of the next, the apartment next door, mm-hmm. and they're, like, super tiny. But also, like I pixies. think... pixies. But I also think, like, within the, the world... The human-ish sized ones are the ones that get to go into the human-sized world. Ish-sized world. Because like if you just were put... swarmed by pixies, you would, you it might... disturbing. Well, but... also, you might just, like, think they're mosquitoes. Yeah, it would be annoying. <laughs> and kill them all. And then, like, the big guy can't make it through the door, so he's obviously out. Right, like... so he has to have some kind of other job. What other jobs exist in the monster universe? I know that they have restaurants. Mm-hmm. Harryhausen's. Yes. Which, did you catch that joke? No. Uh, Harryhausen was, uh, he did a lot of the stop motion animation for things like, um, uh, what was the, uh, Clash of the Titans? You ever see Clash of the Titans? No. The original one, not the remake one. I don't, I haven't seen either. either I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, it was an old school, um, like, kind of like a Greek based movie i mean it sounds greek <laughs> but they had a lot of sta- stop motion animation of these monsters that um they fought um jason and the argonauts did you ever see the old like no 70s version of that that was Harry i mean Housen. all i know about these is like 
the um the actual Greek the actual, legend. Like I know Jason and the Argonauts, but I don't, but I don't know any kind of movie. But like they told a lot of these stories back in like the seventies, and the way I mean, special effects were what they were. They used stop motion. Mm-hmm. Harry Housen is is the, the last of name, that. not yeah. Harry. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is Harry Space Housen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Or Harry Housen. That was one word as his last name. But he he was the father of a lot of these stop motion techniques and a lot of the things. He he was the guy. He invented go motion, which is where you take your photo but you move the hand a little bit so that it gets that motion so it blur. blurs it. So instead of having like that choppy stop motion look, it looks it a little more organic. Up. Uh, like he did all kinds of crazy stuff. Like he he really pushed a lot of special effects um, technologies, and then um, yeah. So and then George Lucas would run with them in the seventies, late seventies for Star Wars. And so like the Rancor is a direct descendant of the Harryhausen techniques and how he built things. So anyway, so Harryhausen's is a restaurant and uh-huh, they have sushi. They have sushi. Which is kind of gross looking because it's monster sushi, so it's got to be gross. Right. Okay. There's so like there's, but anyway, so there's a power plant, but I don't know what other jobs monsters have. I assume there are like teachers, mm-hmm. doctors. We do know that there's a whole division of like the children bureau of investigation. It's the child detection agency. The child detection agency. Instead of the child protection agency, it's the CDA. You get it. Um, sure. And so they're the ones that are charged with making sure no child or child artifacts come into the monster world because it's all toxic. And right. there's nothing more toxic than a human child, which I'm like, yeah, I see that hand. Okay, so I don't know how long they have been collecting screams from humans. Sure. But a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this idea that human children are, like, so toxic two monsters came from because clearly it is not true and like surely learn. in all those times someone must have come in contact with like an artifact from a human child you have to be like right, right next to them to collect their screams right like and just didn't S- fill out a paperwork and didn't say anything so theory- and they were like okay it's every- everything's fine just shut up about it so my theory is it's kind of like a lie. Like Iceland is icy, icy and not green. Like, Ooh, okay. You know, it's um, it's everybody who's in on it really knows t- kids aren't that toxic. But if everybody knew kids weren't that toxic, there'd be a gold rush for like Scream. And like people would try to kidnap kids and it would be just like the gig would be up if mm. if people knew kids weren't toxic. So it's to protect both the business interest. Yeah, mostly. And maybe a little bit the children. Maybe a little bit. Well, I mean, if you start, like, if kids start disappearing from their bedrooms, like, parents are going to freak the hell out. Yeah. And, like, you won't be able to sneak in and just scream. But, like, if my kid came in and was like, hey, there's a monster in my closet, I'd be like, yeah, go back like, to bed. Whatever, go back to bed. But if, like, my kid disappears, I'm going to be like, call out the fucking dogs like let's okay. figure this out so part of why they have to work so hard to get their screams mm-hmm. is because children today are like jaded sure and like aren't are, are easily scared with like all of like the television and stuff i'm sorry 
But if like a giant lizard came out of my closet, I, as a grown up, would shit my pants. Like, yeah. <laughs> How many points do you I, get for that? I am not six. Like, but truly, I would be fucking terrified. Well, and I who think, are these overly jaded six year olds who are just like, hey, what's well, up? Well, my theory on that is that like that's also BS because maybe. They're selling more Scream. Like, there's car, more cars and mm-hmm. more TVs and lights and Maybe more Maybe they're, like, outsourcing and, it to other less developed countries. I don't know. My, but, but, like, there's got to be, I, in my opinion, there's got to be a lot of, like, energy waste. And mm-hmm. the more they can create scarcity, then right, they the can more charge they can more. Charge. And so they're like, yeah, of course it's scarce. You know, we, we, we can't get it because it's so hard to get. And then also anything they do to justify getting more scream is is adequate. Like so, you're like very high in the in the monsters Inc. conspiracy game. You were like, it's all conspiracy. <laughs> well, this movie totally bears it out. Though, like, it's all conspiracy. Like, we're gonna get into that. We but cannot like, trust the big business. The big business is completely full of shit and like <laughs> corrupt and horrible. So like, they they uh, I have no reason to trust. The Monsters Incorporated industry mm-hmm. as a whole. And I mean same. So there we are. So I think I think I'm I'm good here. But you know, <laughs> I am like I'm like a raging liberal like socialist. <laughs> so like of course big business <laughs> is the enemy. Big governments are terrible. <laughs> Companies are horrible. They're what's wrong with they're they're gonna destroy our nation. But yeah, anyway. So that's that's a whole different podcast. Um so so what happens is Sully and mm-hmm. Mike are trying to... They're just trying to do their job. Just They're doing just their collecting job. the screams. Collecting the screams when this little adorable girl mm-hmm. latches onto Sully. How does she end up in their room? Like, how does he end up in her room? So what happens is um, he goes to the scare floor because they forgot the paperwork. Mm, forgot Mike the paperwork. forgets the paperwork. Mike forgets the paperwork, but Mike has a hot date. With so, his girlfriend. Celia. Who has uh, many snakes for Medu- her hair. Medusa head, Celia. Medusa head. She's awesome. She's fine. But, you know, she's hot for a monster, you know? I'm, I'm not saying she's not hot, but... but you know, she's not my type in that I usually prefer my girls not to have scales. Right. But whatever. Not judging. I'm not... Yeah, whatever. Don't yuck your yum, as you said that one Indeed. Time. Indeed. So I learned that phrase. <laughs> but anyway, so Mike... Uh, Mike forgot the paperwork, but Sully's like, I'll handle it. Goes back to get the paperwork, and there's a door there. Right. It's off hours. It's off hours. That floor should be closed. And so Sully goes and opens and, like, kind of peeks in. He's like, hey, is anybody here? What's going on? And... Doesn't see anybody. Doesn't see anybody. Closes the door, turns around. Three-year-old. Right. Or two-year-old, really. She, like, teleported in. Uh, which again tracks if you've ever had a two year old. Like they just appear. Also, there's a theory that uh, she's Violet from The Incredibles. Ooh, I like it. Internet theory. <laughs> connects all the Pixar films. Anyway, but she like disappears and reappears behind him. She's like, "Giddy, boo," <laughs> and boo, and he freaks out because there's a there's a child loose. There's a super toxic child, as far as he knows, and. And then he's trying to deal with that when Randall walks back in 
And he's like, oh my gosh, I gotta hide. Like, I don't know, like he just panics. I don't understand why he doesn't just open the door and shove her in and close the door. Like, it's not that hard. No, this is that hard. Yeah, well, I think if... But he got startled. He got startled. There'd be a lot to explain. He's not supposed to be there. Also, it'd be a much shorter movie. <laughs> yeah. So he panics and, like, ends up taking off with the kid and putting her in a, like, like suitcase. A, like a duffel bag. Duffel bag. And it's a whole thing. Oh, he does try to put her back, but he ends up, like, covered in, like, stuff from her um, room. Remember that he tries to flush it down the toilet and it, like, backs up and it's a whole thing. I don't remember this. But then he, like, like, it's part of his, like, panic scene. Mm -hmm. And so he ends up shoving her in a duffel bag and taking off running. So he brings her to Mike Wazowski, who is at this fancy dinner date. Uh Uh-huh. And was like, hey, I went to turn in your paperwork. And Randall was there, and he had a door, and he was like, Randall, trying to get up a scare numbers on the off hours, like, you know. Yeah, no. That's cheating. And uh, he's like, yeah, that's not really the problem. The problem is this. And he has this, like, duffel bag with a, chi- with a fucking child in it. Only it's not in the duffel bag. Yeah, and he goes to open the duffel bag, and there's nothing in there. Yep. Because the dad is running rampant in the restaurant. Right. And it's like a Betty Hanna's, basically. It is very, like, much like a Betty Hanna's. And, and she's like, boo! And everyone's, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like, what we would do if also, a monster showed up in our world. instantly recognizes that it's a human child. Yeah. So, there, there must be really good propaganda of, like, this is what a human child looks like. Because I understand mm-hmm. the people who work on the scare floor know what human children look like. Because they mm-hmm. see them all the time as part of their very dangerous job. Right. But these people at the Monster Benihana... Yeah. Like, also know, instantly recognize what a human child looks like. Yeah. And, and know that that should be feared. Yeah. And, like, there's... You know, if a monster showed up at my Benihana, I would freak the heck out. Like, that's <laughs> Truth. legit. Truth. But, like, <laughs> with, there is... With no propaganda. <laughs> there is sizably less variation in the human species than there is... In the monster, in the monster species. species. Truth. Like, because what we're really looking at is, like, okay, well, if it had... You know, if if Mike Wasowski had two eyes, mm-hmm. or Celia didn't have snake, snake parts, like, yeah. or Sully was just... Shaved and didn't have horns. It was also smaller. And it was smaller. With, like, like less pointed teeth. Like everything's like kind of circling around humanoid. So right. I I would the human package might be an option somewhere. Babe, in... oh are, my, are there monsters who just look like humans? They're like uh-huh. weird monsters and they're like, you know, dejected from their society because they look human i would assume so and they probably come here and they're reptilians and they run facebook wait it's all coming together it makes sense (laughs) anyway (laughs) but no they um but anyway so uh the boo gets spotted at harryhausen's and it's a whole fucking scene yeah and the child detection agency swoops in and like quarantine's the whole place, and as they're running away with this child, there's like a flash of light, and like there's some sort of containment field around the restaurant mm-hmm. that they like swoop under just in time. Yeah, and like Mike's girlfriend is totally stuck in there, which she is pissed about later. Yeah, legit. I would be pissed about it too. Yeah, legit. So Mike and Sully take Boo back to their apartment. Right. The whole time treating her like toxic waste. Right, 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 right. But she's, like, clearly not toxic waste. She's, like, crawling up on everything, like... 
She's being a two-year-old. She's, she's adorable. Just, yeah, she's very cute. Two-year-old. She's like whoever, drawing pictures. I have to say, whoever wrote Boo has a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least has plenty of access to children. That's not a creepier than you meant it, but yeah. Yes. Yes. I understand where you're going. You with know that. what I mean? Like may, maybe not a parent, but like a and or uncle or you know good friend yeah. of of many children. And they like you know they they get this kid right because she's just adorable and she's crazy and silly. And at one point, they try to get her to bed by, like, laying a trail of Fruit Loops on the floor to mm-hmm. get her to walk. And she totally follows the Fruit Loops. I'm like, that would work. Yeah. And truth. then they, like, try to get her into, like, this dog bed that they made for her. But she, like, takes, she sleeps in the big bed. She goes to the like, big bed. She's like, She's ah. like, fuck no, big bed. <laughs> yeah. And she, and they're like, she's freaked out about the closet door. Right, because that's where her monster comes from. And Sully is trying to convince her that there's no monster in her closet, and he gets in the closet. See, no monster. Well, actually, I mean, right now there is. There is, but, but it's that's, me. That's a bad example. Bad example. Let me get out. See, no monster. And so she's jabbering and talking with him, and she's like, he's trying to sing her to sleep, and she jabber, 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 stops jabbering, and falls and like, over. Sully just passes out. Yeah. I'm like, I've been there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's truth. It's truth. And so then they're trying to figure out a plan, and Mike's trying so to So their out. plan is, like, mm-hmm. uh, smuggle her back into work. Right. Get her door. Uh-huh. Put her door online. Get her the hell back to her house. Solid plan. Yeah. Except- Prob- problem solved. Right. So they, the next morning, they, like, wake up, and they get her in the bag again. Or no, they, they dress, dress her, her. They dress her up like a monster, just in case. Yeah, they've got, like, a mop on her head. They've got lamps for eyes. They've got, like... Mm-hmm. Sully's, it's Sully's uh, chair's fabric. Right. has scales on it, so that's what they use, which may, implies that maybe the fabric that Sully's chair is actually the skin of yet another monster. Right. It would be like if we had a couch made of human skin. I mean, that's we do. That's some Hannibal, like, human skin. That's we some do. Hannibal Lecter-level bullshit. It really is. Like, that would be <laughs> like, disturbing on a whole other thing. We do not have a couch made of human no, skin. We, we have a couch made of fabric that is full of, like, human dandruff that is different. That's fair. <laughs> human stains. It's from Ikea. It's cool. It is from Ikea. But, yeah, so they take off and they take um, Boo with them because they named her Boo because they know what it is. Because that's all she ever says. And they take her in and they're trying to get her back and they're trying to swipe the card. And Mike swipes the card for her door and it comes down. And so he's like, that's not her. Fuck? That's not her card. And her door? Because all the doors are decorated. Right. Just like the door mm-hmm. of their room. That's the opposite side of the, mm-hmm. the door from their room. And it's obvious. And like Mike opens the door and you hear like yodeling on the other side. And Mike's or and Sully's like, yeah. That's not her. Hell like no. I'm not I'm not putting her with these random family. And so she runs off Mm -hmm. during that, like, whole conversation. And then they've got to, like, chase her through the factory. Right. And then apparently at this factory they have childcare. Oh, they have a tour. Oh, they have a tour. It's a tour. I thought it was childcare for some reason. No. I think it's a tour of, like... Like a school tour. Like a school tour is there that she jumps in on. Mm. But Sully thinks, like, she loses one of her... uh, Eyeballs. Eyeballs, which is really a desk lamp. Mm-hmm. And Sully sees it in like a trash can and follows that instead of the actual kid. And that gets dumped like down a garbage chute. Right, and smashed into like a square. And Sully is freaking the hell out. Because, right, because he thinks he smooshes uh, his human But also friend. that would have totally solved a problem. It's a lethal toxic 
violent waste, and while that sucks, like, eh, Right, I mean, it's not a problem anymore. And Mike kind of takes that view, which is a little fast which is to a, return. Like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little rough. But then they hear her, and she's just with the tour. Like, mm-hmm. she had just joined up with the tour, and she's fine. And so they pick her up, and they're trying to get her back, and they eventually run into Mr. Waternoose, who is the CEO of the company. Yes, Mr. Waternoose is the CEO of the company. He's kind of like a spider. Like, he's got, yeah. like, a spider bottom half, but then, like, an upright, tall, multiple-eyed gray Yeah, he's kind thing. of like a spider centaur. Yeah, uh, he wears a vest. <laughs> I mean, like you do. <laughs> like an ascot. Mm-hmm. So he, they're like, Mr. Waternoose, we have a big problem. We found this child. We, we need to get her back in. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a very serious issue. We need to do this. And so... He gets back to the scare floor. He swipes the card to get her booze door back. And Sully and Mike are like, whew, we're going to get this solved. When the door drops, it's not her door. Right. It's a door to banishment. Right. So, question. Right. So they make portals that line up to Mm -hmm. uh, closet doors. Right. Where does the closet door that's banishment lead to? Because that's a fucking cave. Right. No, there's a door, like, on the side of the mountain. Oh, so it's a door in the village? In the Himalayas. In the village? No, it's, like, on the side of the mountain. It's just a door so and a frame. there's literally a door. So they went to the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Built, who built the other side of the door? Again, questions about the whole situation. Like, who built the other side of the door of banishment? Like, which came first, door A or door B? Like, I don't know. Like, somehow these doors were built together and psychically linked. And Mm -hmm. so there's a door on the side of the hill where if you get shoved through it and they turn off your door real quick, you can't get back through it. Because that's the other part of this. Is the doors have to be online. The doors have to be activated on the monster side or else. Otherwise, they're just a closet. They're just a closet. Which is why when your parents come to check out your closet, there's nothing there. Right, exactly. So they get that part, that part tracks. So they get kicked through this door and it gets immediately turned off. And when they open the door back, it's just more Himalayas on the other side of that. It's just a it's just mm-hmm. a door in the middle of nowhere. And then they meet the abominable snowman. Right. And they're like, welcome to banishment. Like, this is what it's like being a monster in the human world. Okay. So <laughs> yes. humans are toxic and terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And the punishment. For letting a human into the monster world is that you're banished to the human world forever. Which means you'll die. Which means you'll die? I guess. I guess. But also then humans will know about the monster world. But who will believe you? It's well, like, who will believe It's like you? it's the Bill Murray situation. <laughs> like, Bill Murray walks up, eats one of your french fries and goes, no one will believe you and walks away. And like, is that a thing he does? He does that. He's such a fucking asshole. He is an asshole, but also like the first. Sorry, Bill Murray, if you're listening, come on. I, this, I challenge you to come on here and defend yourself. I will call you an asshole to your old face, and then ask you what you said to Scarlett Johansson at the end of that movie. Right, I will at you. But anyway, um, but anyway, so like, no one will believe you that there's a monster. So the abominable snowman has been banished. Mm-hmm. He's living out there. And Mike and Sully, Mike's super pissed at Sully. So pissed at Sully, because this is all Sully's fault. Somehow. Somehow. Well, it's not Mike's fault. It's not Mike's fault, (laughs) because 
all he did was not his fucking job of doing his paperwork. Right. Like, literally, he's two jobs. Yeah. Right? Collect the screen, Collect do the, the screen, do the paperwork. So, like, if you're not doing literally half of your job... It could be, like, anybody I work with, so, like, whatever. Oh, so many people. <laughs> but, um, so... He's really salty because he had a good thing with Celia. Now that's gone. And like, and, and Mike just wants to, or and Sully wants to just fix this girl thing. And he's like, no, this isn't worth it. This isn't the point. Like mm-hmm. we need to get home because I have a have life, a life and you ruined my life with this stupid bullshit. This stupid human thing. But at the same time, like, okay. His girlfriend is pissed that there happened to be... She doesn't know that the human is Mike's and Sully's fault. Right. She just knows that a human showed up and then she, like, Mike ran away and left her. Yeah, he totally bailed. It's like, it's like if the restaurant caught on fire and... And you left me to die in the flames. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would be understandably pissed off. Right. And I'm pissed off at you regardless of the other actions. Like, I'm pissed off at you for your actions. Right. Like, Mike deserves... Everything Celia is throwing at him, like. Well, I will, I will push back a little bit. It's like your best friend showed up and was like, "Hey, you got to come with me. Something really bad's happening, but you can't tell anybody else about it. I need your help. I absolutely like. This is a secret. I'm in trouble. I need your help." And like, he never discusses with Celia it, that this is happening. Though. No, no, like, like, like he imagine, hides it from her. Imagine we're at uh, at Lily's Bistro downtown. <laughs> Fantastic restaurant. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this podcast. I'm here for that. We're here for your fried chicken. Oh (laughs) my gosh, Lily's. We went there on Saturday. It was delicious. Friday. Friday. It was was delicious for our our birth anniversary. For our birth anniversary. My birth anniversary. Your birth anniversary. Your just anniversary. anniversary. Because 15 years. But anyway, happy anniversary. Thanks. On Wednesday when you leave me to go to Gen Con and play board games with other nerds. It's the best thing I could do for you on our anniversary. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, she says drinking. Um, but anyway, but if say we're at Lily's Bistro and right. my best friend, my slash brother-in-law shows up. Right. Okay. But while I'm at the bathroom, because like, yeah, she doesn't hear any of this no, conversation. No, 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 no. In no point does he like, hey, I have to go do something. I love you. Goodbye. Like yeah. he ghosts her. Right. Essentially. And there's like a huge emergency. And I'm like. Oh, fuck, I gotta help. Like, I mean, I get that there's an emergency, no fuck, you gotta help, but like, you can text. I, well, you can call me. You I don't can... think they have texting. I know. But like, he wants to do what's right. I think he's just torn between his girl and his best friend who he's known forever. Right. Like, and that's a tough call. That's a tough call. And I think he's like, there is an emergency right now. I need to react to the emergency. I will patch it up with Celia later. I will pivot later. And, like, when I can talk about this, when I can discuss what's happened, I'll make it okay. And so he, that's his, that's his gambit. But, like, he doesn't realize it's going to go that bad that fast. Which is fine. It does go, it does go bad fast. But, like, his problem is he's not like, yes, Celia, like, I did that. Here's what's going on. Like. But, so, anyway, so we fast forward where they're now, like, Water News has banished them. And then they figure out a way to come back through somebody else's door. Which is door. not hard. It's just find a closet and yeah. go back through. Just uh, the assume, right time. Just assume it's online. Just keep trying. Until you get there. And so they 
power back through, they're able to break into where Water News, because the whole thing, Water okay, News and Randall so, have a scream extractor. So they power back through. Right. Is this the part where they're like doing the big chase scene? No, this is later. No. Okay. Yeah. So they, they power back through at the right time. Yeah. They bust through. And Randall and Water News has a scream extractor with Boo. Yeah. So, so they kept they... Boo. They kept Boo out of all the children in the world. Well, they had one. <laughs> they already had one. She's and they out. were like, we'll use her. She seems so, great. Yeah. So they have like this device down in the basement of the factory that is going to extract the scream from children as opposed to just try to capture the ambient scream. Right. Which would right. be more efficient. But like for some reason, that's over the moral line as opposed to just breaking into their bedrooms and scaring them to if, death. Except for literally breaking and entering. Yeah. <laughs> and like terrifying people yeah. for a fucking job. Yeah. Right. That's totes fine. Yeah. But like taking them back and like giving the world's most dramatic experience and then just like maybe being able to put them back later. I don't know. I mean, they never really talked about putting yeah. them back. They were just like, it's cool. We're just going to release children into the monster and so, world. It'll be cool. So they break in and they catch and they try to rescue Boo and they do so. Kind of. Yeah, but then they, like, trap Water News in, like, this classroom. Which I feel like they did not do on purpose. I feel like oh, that was not... Did. Uh, there was, like, a 10-second pivot. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's too short. It's yeah. too short for them to be like, oh, cool, we'll trap him in the simulator, blah 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 we'll blah Like, there's the no... There's like, literally no part where there's enough time for them, for them to, to move the from the scare floor... To the training floor, this building is very big. Well, okay, so actually, you're right. The chase is in the middle here, though, where, like, they rescue Boo, and they're going to get her back to her her door. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Sully swipes it to get her there, but, like, Water Noose and Randall are coming, so they have to get out fast. And they go into, like, the door storage area, and there's, okay. like, so rails. so then all these doors, all these doors swooping through on all of these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Monorail rail things? Like, uh, they like suspended roller coasters. Yeah, I was looking for... Crap, I don't remember what Dragons. the word is. No, no. So there's a C. It doesn't matter. Anyway. It's a, it's a word they use in auto manufacturing. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get it. No, it's a, it's a normal word. But anyway, so all these doors that are up and about are all active. Well, They're popping in and out of all these fucking doors. So they make Boo what, laugh. What happened to the only the door in the thingy Bobby works? So the thing door in the thingy Bobby works because they add power to it and it mm -hmm. turns the red light on. And then you can use it to go in and out. Well, they figured out that child laughter is super more powerful than scream. And it short circuits all of the thingy bobbers. Yeah, and so they all get powered on by a child's laugh, and so they make Boo laugh, and it lights up the entire storage area. Which also means, like, every fucking bedroom, bath, like, closet door in the world would is be now, on all the time. It's now active, so, like, if you open it, you would see this giant warehouse. Or just, like, a hole? Like, you know, where you're up in the up in the rafters of the door. Like you would open the door and there would just be this giant void. Yeah. And like that's you're just gonna going be to put your shoes away. <laughs> yeah. So that had to be a terrifying few minutes for all of planet Earth. But yeah. And so they're chasing themselves around in this And what does a child laughter power it only from the monster side? 
Because mm-hmm. children laugh on the human side well, yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. And it doesn't work. No. It's only if if you're in the monster side right. and you're a child. The monster laughing. side has to be activated with the red light turned on. So they're like so like there's that whole pursuit thing where they're like jumping in and out of the doors and Randall's trying to get Boo and Mal er, and and Sully and Mike are trying to get Boo and they're trying to avoid Randall. And it's a whole thing. And then they finally get back kind of they trap Randall and they run into um back into the warehouse mm-hmm. where Water News is going to catch them and they manage to run away and I feel like in the moment where they're coming from the storage area into the scare floor that's where Mike and Sully are like alright here's a plan mm-hmm. like I think they could get that together in that time and so Sully opens his mouth, pulls out a sock, and flips it at somebody, mm-hmm. which causes, like, a containment protocol breach. Right, Although distraction. Sully is running away with a fucking child. Right. Like, you priorities, think, people. You would think that would be a bigger breach. And so, Water News chases Sully, and when... Literally everyone else chases a goddamn sock. And then Mike somehow gets them to follow him into, like, the observation arena for the for classroom. Training. yeah. The training room, while... Uh, Mike runs into the training room and Water News follows him and there's a whole scene where Water News does his exposition supervillain moment. Right. It's like, I'll capture a hundred thousand children if it means not putting this company under. And so, and then Mike turns the lights on and it's a robotic kid in the bed instead of Boo and everybody's like, oh, yeah, like that guy's an ass and Mm -hmm. endangering the world by bringing children into our world. Like, this is horrible. We can't have that. He should be arrested. Meanwhile, like the girl that does the paperwork is Roz and she is now actually the head of the child detection agency. She was undercover this whole time. Like she's like the SWAT agent of that. And like, it's really weird. Kind of deuce ex mechan at the end. Water News gets arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they look at each other and they're like, Wait, does this mean we're out of jobs? Which No? Yes! The company's gonna shut down. And so Roz is like, alright, well, we gotta put the girl back. And she holds the girl, fully knowing that it's not a problem. Right, right. This is all big fucking lie. And so they bring Boo's door in and they um they put her back in her room and Sully says goodbye. It's a whole tearjerker of a moment. And then they shred the door. And then they shred they the door. Because they shred the door when kids stop being scared. Uh, being scared. Yet again, as a full-on grown-up, if a lizard man jumped out of my closet... And screamed at me. And screamed at me. My door's still live. Yeah. Like, and there's two of us in our bedroom, so you could totally you I am, get double the points. I am 38 now? Mm-hmm. I would fully scream... By the way, for the, let the record show, she looked at me when she said, I'm 38 now? Like, that was a question. I don't know. It, math is hard. Yeah. But, like, yeah, my door would be open. Yeah, but, like, I don't understand. Kids these days, they're not afraid of anything. You're like, they're not afraid of fucking people coming out of their closets. Because I am. Yeah. No I've, thanks. I've seen that Bundy film. Like, hard that freaks pass. me out. Like, a human coming out of my closet. I haven't seen any of these films because Actually, I haven't. I know. Because I like sleep. Yeah, I like sleep way too much. So, anyway, so Roz puts her back, shreds the door, and Sully and Mike are, like, out of a job, and everybody's screwed. Yeah. And, like, the screen crisis is going to get worse because there's no power. Right, and instead of just being like, okay, we're taking out this one evil 
whatever. Like mm-hmm. he still has like we're a, nationalizing the company. We're gonna try to figure it out, but right. like obviously, it was like nope, nope. There's just no power. We we're need just, some more regulation and oversight because um, CEOs yeah. can't be trusted because they're sociopaths. Right. All of that tracks in the human world, by the way. <laughs> All of it does track in the human world, but um, yeah, instead of being like, okay, we're gonna take like the government is gonna take over this company, mm-hmm. like. We're just like, nope, we're just not going to gather screams. Like, no one has a job. But. No one has power. But they remember that, like, laughter is way more powerful than screams. Right. And so instead they set up, uh, instead of. Which I assume is still government overseen. Like. I guess. I don't know who's in charge of this apparatus now. Right. But they decide to set up a, um, like. Roving like comedy an, show? Like an open mic. It's like an open mic, but it's in children's bedrooms at night. Which would still get me to scream initially. Right, but, like, but still, a lizard man, even if he's coming to do stand-up, I would still shit my pants. <laughs> like, not, like, none of this. So, like, Mike goes in and is doing stand-up comedy, and he's telling really lame jokes, and the kid kind of chuckles a bit. Uh-huh. And they still get their quota. Yeah, because he, like, he, well, he, scream is way he more powerful. Fl- he, he flips over and... Falls and yeah. falling is funny, and then the kid is dying. I mean, like swallows the mic and belches it back up and stuff. Right, right. And so they like show the the scare floor, and like my favorite like throwaway like visual gag is there's one of the monsters walking with a watermelon under one arm and a sledgehammer. Yes, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. If somebody did that in my children's room, I would hunt them across the dimensions to kill them. Truly, truly. If someone so goes Gallagher. Does, yeah, does Monster Watermelon just, like, disappear when the monster disappears? It doesn't, doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. So, like, if so, so monsters, if you're out there contemplating doing a Gallagher routine in my children's bedroom Don't for you your dare. safety, do not do that. I will hunt you down. <laughs> So, because I'm not afraid of you, <laughs> and like, and so that's kind of the end is that they solve the energy crisis by making kids laugh instead of scaring them. Which I mean, you know, from a like a parental point of view of like these, you know, trying to de-escalate the whole we're trying to scare you and take the your monster screams, under your bed thing. But, yeah, like that's fine. Like it actually kind of like I I'm I'm cool with that, but mm-hmm. like still weird. Still a weird story. Still weird. Still weird. I mean, yeah. But I will say, like, the scream versus the, like, laugh scream. Yeah. The laugh scream is way more piercing and terrible. Yeah. And I've definitely had people uh, call me after hours and my kids are laugh screaming. And uh, they're like, is this a bad time? And I was like, yeah, it's after five o'clock. It's a bad time. (laughs) That's 100% legit. There's, like, children just, like screaming in the background <laughs> and i'm like yeah don't don't call me after hours because uh there will be screaming <laughs> yeah but and i was like no it's okay these are happy screams and they were like okay <laughs> you don't have kids do you i'm very i'm very concerned but um but no they and so like they just kind of end on a happy note that like yeah it all worked out and we're making kids laugh now and, and then mike on. like pieces back together booze door right so sully can go visit her one last time mm-hmm. or forever maybe maybe, maybe he, he always visits her like once a week or so it says right, hi it says hi like i want to kind of see the sequel to that where like booze in like middle school or like high school and she's like no for real i have a monster he comes and says hi his name's Sully. Like, he calls me Boo, which is cute. 
Yeah, or like one time he opens the door and it's like her and her boyfriend. She's like, holy shit, Mike. Right. You gotta knock. Right, you gotta knock, Sully. Like, we need to I'll like put talk, a tie on the inside of the door. Talk about some boundaries. Like, it would be really... Yeah, that's a whole another level. But like, that could really escalate weirdly. Yeah, as she grows up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but we don't get that. We got a prequel instead later. Monsters University. Which doesn't make any more sense. It doesn't. It does. So I will say this. I do appreciate that they set up a pretty decent world. And they pretty much played within the rules. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't explain the rules or how things work. But everything. I don't know. I don't know how they figured out this energy source. Or how doors work. (laughs) Yeah, like. But, like, if you just kind of jump past that. Right. If you suspend all your disbelief, it's fine. It's fine. So, I mean, if you believe toys can, like, come to life or bugs have personalities or cars are somehow sentient and talking and have eyes in their windshield and somehow that's not weird because if you open the door, would you be looking at their brains or, like, what is in the side of a car? (laughs) I'm so concerned, Lisa. Um, Right, right. But, like, if you could jump past, like, the initial kind of... Like, okay. All right, let's let's lampshade the world. Okay, scream is a thing, and kids are toxic. And okay, moving on. And we have these doors that are portals, right? But only we want them to be. Like if you jump past all that, fantastic. But it, it it the world holds together pretty well. I don't know. It works for me. So what do we learn from this movie? Um. Um. Super shimmies always kind of a slimy asshole yeah i'm always here for bill crystal billy crystal i'm always here for billy crystal anything that billy crystal's in like the part that he's in is at least entertaining maybe the rest of the movie is trash john goodman maybe typecast as, as large maybe, and angry but maybe like typecast honestly, as large and angry damn but he good does at it. it well he's damn good at it um like apparently breaking and entering is okay but totally kidnapping is the, yeah a, kidnapping a is far. the line um so there's that uh i should not leave you in a restaurant if my best friend comes to me with an emergency you should at least tell me i'm leaving honestly if my best friend came to me with a toddler in a duffel bag like you would have so many other questions right i yeah i'm honestly not gonna leave you initially but like there's gonna be some situations that i have to figure out real fast right Right. I might not be able to clue you in on all my thought processes, but I'm going to try hard. But you should try. Going to try really hard. Um, laughter is awesome. Sure. It's the most powerful than thing. Screaming. A, laugh, a child laughing can pierce your eardrums from 100 times the distance of a scream, which I is mean, not entirely Also, accurate. like this, the space time continuum. I don't know. Maybe. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. It was a decent film. It's not horrible. It's fine. Don't be afraid of the monsters in your closet. They're just there to make you laugh. Right. Also to fucking collect your screams in which to run their world. They're going to suck out your soul. Yeah, like that's, that seems less... No, that's less awesome. Less awesome. But no. Um, I don't know what else we learned from this film. It's kind of... It's, yeah. It's kind of just it just kind of flies by and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. So same. So yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to get some podcasts together over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll keep this going. 
But, you know, in the meantime. You realize this is, I think this is episode 31. So we've been talking for like literally, it's like almost a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Like if you were to listen to all our podcasts back to back to back to back to back to back, you need a week of full-time work. Which is bonkers. Yeah, we've done a lot. So enjoy your free content. Enjoy your free content. So, yay. It's worth every penny you pay for it. It is. So, anyway. So anyway, please parent responsibly, I guess. You tried to get us out on that earlier. Yes, so please parent responsibly. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.